Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you guys right here from the amazing uh, East Valley Institute of Technology, Frank and Susie. Always a pleasure to hang with uh, with you mechanical maniacs. Uh, maybe you're getting home from school. Maybe you're going to school. Maybe you're picking kids up from school. Always a pleasure. Turn it up, Ranch Nation. our opening uh, song there, the Budos Band. We love the Budos Band. Sets the mood, uh, Origin of Man, uh, one of our favorite tunes you guys have spoken up about, uh, our opener, our show opener, which we've had uh, for the last year, and I think we're going to keep. But first, let's hear a little trumpet. Yeah. Got to love a little brass section for a nice Wednesday. Many of you are getting ready for the holidays. Frank and Susie, Wrench Nation Car Talk, where we take you on an automotive journey every week. Uh, and uh, in all actuality, this would be our last show of the year. Aww. That's okay, though, because we're going to step back. Some of you are new to the show. Some of you have been hanging since 1962, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> We're going to take you back uh, to a year in review. We thought it would be really cool. Some of the uh, most popular, now what is popular? I'm careful with the word popular, but really uh, the most downloaded shows that we've had, of course, on our podcast, uh, our website activity, uh, some of our email uh, commentary, as well as the social media, Wrench Nation, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that goodness. And no matter what we do today as sort of the last show of the year and reflection, we're going to kind of step back in time throughout the year. No matter what, we tell you, and this is straight up, we are grateful. There is so much noise out there. You guys could literally listen to thousands of other situations or things right now. And every Wednesday, and including our Saturday and podcast family, you guys hang with us and we're grateful. Susie, wouldn't you agree? I do agree. And we are so grateful for all of you. I mean, it's... a. Uh, it's a little automotive show that you've helped us grow. We 180 some odd shows, and that means a lot. That does mean a lot. I want to light some candles right now. Oh, do you so, have any? No, but I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. I don't know. We can't light candles in a school building. Um, by the way, school building, I tell you, I got a lot of my parents listening. Um, of course, the holiday break is coming up. I invite you guys uh, from cosmet- cosmetology to automotive, of course, welding. Please come by, Evit. Get a tour of this campus. A lot of my adults, you guys are retraining maybe. I mentioned this a few times in the past. Maybe you just got out of the military and you're looking for a shift in career. You want a skill set. East Valley Institute of Technology is where it at. I can tell you that these instructors are top notch. And it's a quiet jewel in the backyard here, uh, suburb of Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona, I mean, wouldn't you agree, Susie? Yeah, and today's a very special day. Did you see coming in the parking lot all of the graduates down there? That's where I'm leading. Yeah. So big shout out to all you graduates. You worked hard. Yep. Some of you got kids. You got small kids out there. Now, I don't know what uh, what skill set is actually graduating today. Do you know that? I think they got a whole variety uh, specifically. Uh, these are the adult education graduates. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, yes. what does that mean? It's not like they're, I mean, well, let's just face it. 
as adults, we got baggage. We got stuff going on in life. Can I say that? Yep. Can I say that respectfully? That means that it, it, it may not, like as a student student, all right, our business is school and that's that. Right. And but it's never an, too late. As an adult, we have other, we got, maybe we're working a few gigs. We're working, we got kids to take care of, right? You know, maybe mom's living with us. So to all of you that are graduating today, I want to congratulate you because that's, uh, that's a lot of hard work. And so- off you go into 2020 with your skills, and we wish you well. That's right. Uh, year in review uh, will take us back uh, in, again, selecting some of the, yeah, it popular? I don't know about, you know, what, what does popular mean? You know, you guys listening to us, you know, we everything's popular to us because we love every show. <laughs> but you defined it. It's the most downloaded. I think the most right? downloaded, the most commentary. And then I'll be quite frank with you. I did want to pick a few shows over the past year that I thought were like zingers for future. Yeah. Like vehicle cybersecurity. We're going to get into that. Uh, of course, that was with uh, uh, Bob Redding with ASA. So, but before we dive into year in v- review uh, and the news, and I got a tip you guys are buying used cars. I know you are. Year in bonus, it's coming. Some of you got it. You're itching to buy your son or daughter. Or maybe yourself, a used vehicle. And I do have something that uh, uh, twice, uh, maybe three times a year, I'll share with ABC 15. I do a lot of their car care stuff. And I want you guys to know about one of these dastardly scams that gets me upset. I don't want to start yelling up in here. But I want you to know one of the biggest scams happening right now. I don't care if you are a mechanic of 20 years, you can get hoodwinked by this. We're going we're gonna to share that tip. Susie, give us some shout outs. Who are we shouting out? This Yeah, so this one is going to be a young man who did not drive into the shop to visit us, but he walked into the shop to oh, visit us. Oh, because you know you can drive, walk, walk, skate, Waymo, drone it, run, helicopter it. We just want to see if your happy face comes into our garage, Desert <laughs> Car Care, Chandler and Dobson, just to say hi and a hug over a cup of coffee. We give you a tour. We bribe you and we give you a shout out. That's uh, right. Uh, who's shouting out now? So we got Kyle Coleman who came into the shop. Big shout out to Kyle. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, Frank. You did. I did. He was asking about classic cars. Yes, he did. I asked him if he if he's got a good job. Because <laughs> <laughs> classic cars, boy, you got to be careful. That's right. That's it's, right. Who else do we got? Our next shout out is actually a new customer to us, Neil Miller. Came in, had some work done, and was really excited to listen to today's show. Well, rock on, Neil. We appreciate you, man. Seriously. Uh, you know, it's old-fashioned. It's like people people like to hear their names on radio. Yes, we do. And we love sharing your name on radio. So, again, we'll repeat. Desert Car Care uh, out in Chandler and Dawson. Come by with a big smile. We That's don't right. care. We, if you got a tooth missing, it's okay. <laughs> we want your spirit, your smile, and really just a way to, to invite you into our home, our garage, give you a tour, introduce you to our crew. Uh, speaking of which, a big shout out to Chloe. Chloe is in her fourth month fourth as a month. young female mechanic in our garage. She has been told no. She has been told no, you can't. Right. And we said, yes, you can. That's right. And she's coming along. She is coming She'll along. She'll start Mesa Community College uh, next year, she'll get some formal training. Right. Uh, and so we're excited about that. Uh, I want to share real quick, because I teased you people on this, and I and I don't want to leave you hanging. Some of you may have to go catch the podcast upload for the complete show at your convenience. But 
this is what's happening. Uh, you're going to buy a used car. And a lot of you saying, well, Frank, I know what to do. I look at tires. I know what to do there. I look and make sure the oil's good. I even smell the oil, Frank. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I want you to realize something. A lot of these cars end up at the auction. That's all right. Auction's a business. These cars come out of auction and somebody's bought it for a deal and they want to resell it. Right. But guess what's on? Check engine light. That check engine light is on. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of you hear that check engine light immediately. You need therapy because that that light mess you up. That's get right. You, get you upset. What's the scam? Well, I'll play Joe Scammer. Okay. I went to the auction. I bought this car. I got a deal. I want to resell it for a profit. Problem is the check engine light's on. Problem is it's going to cost me $1,500 to fix it. My cost. Maybe it's a catalytic converter, tune-up, evaporative emissions, whatever the case is. What do I do? I pull the cluster. The gauges come out, and I take the 20-cent bulb that is the check engine light bulb, and I pull it so it doesn't light up. That's not right. That is dastardly. How many of you listening right now would say that is absolutely dastardly? That is not right. That's like my doctor saying, hey, you're good to go for that 5K run. (laughs) And he just looked at my EKG and no way, Jose, (laughs) you should not be running. It is dastardly. I want you to be aware of that. Now, some of you are saying, well, Frank, that's impossible. That can't happen. Well, truthfully, on some cars, you cannot get away with that. But on some cars, you can. Right. So here's how you check it. Turn up the radio, people. Here's a tip. When you are looking at a prospective vehicle to buy, maybe Craigslist, put that key in it, turn the key on, all the lights should light up, including the little check engine light. This is a bulb test. Now, if these lights don't come on, specifically the check engine light, that wallet robber of a check engine light, there's some foul play, and I'd be really careful. Second tip, and we'll move on to the next bit of news If you say, I'm going to take this to my time-honored traditional mechanic down Mm -hmm. on the corner to do an inspection, and they say, no, well, no, 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 everything's fine. You don't need it. My my uncle was the mechanic. He fixed this thing. Don't worry. Just just here. Buy it. Run away. You should get a pre-purchase inspection, and if people are not willing to do that, run away, man. There's There's other deals out there. So be careful. Check engine light bulbs are being removed. I get upset, and I've been on a mission to share that with you. I don't want you guys to get robbed. Go That's ahead. right. Now, you got to envision this, okay? So, this took place in Florida. Now, when what you- took, s- What took place? This mo- my story, Frank. Okay. Okay. So, the witness of this vehicle, she saw backing up, and then she saw it going in reverse for about an hour. Wait a minute. So, just, there was a car just going in reverse? Uh, yeah. So, she saw it back out. All right. Okay. And then- uh, So, she just, somebody just, oh, there's a car backing out, going in reverse. Yeah. And then it started going in circles for about an hour. What do you mean? Like autopilot? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, like autopilot. Perfect. So we have autonomous cars. It was just in a cul-de-sac going round and round and round. Somebody was testing autonomous in reverse? Well, no. So they called the police. You want to know what was behind the wheel? Uh-oh. A black Labrador retriever. Those Labradors are smart. I'll tell you what. So the car owner decided he's going to run in for a little bit, and it took an hour, but he left the car running, and this little Labrador... Kicked it into reverse. He was bored of swimming. He was bored. That, that dog was <laughs> bored of swimming well. You That's know, Labrador right. swim well. He said, you know what? Let me try my hand at going in reverse and driving. That's right. So in an hour, here's this Labrador. Yes. And he was just chilling. Anybody get this on video? Uh, yeah. Oh. So you can actually go on, look it up. All okay. Right. And it, it's, it's cute as heck.
Wow. Thank, thank God nobody got hurt. Like Nobody got hurt, but she watched this car going in reverse for an hour doing donuts. Now, would you, if that was your cul-de-sac and you knew things weren't dangerous, would you just sit down and get some popcorn and keep no, watching? No, I probably would chase the car and find out what's going on, because I'm like that. How many of you would have said, oh God, that's dangerous, stop that car? <laughs> or, hey, if you knew it was safe, right? it's a cul-de-sac, right? it was a perfect 360 backwards, right? Hey, I'm going to let that go. I'm having fun with this. this would every- you really? You would watch it? I'd watch it. Wow. I'd watch it. Okay. Well, you know what the moral of the story is, is that, um, you know, the uh, so if we think the car is an automatic gearbox, otherwise the car should have stalled the moment the pooch pushed or pulled the gear lever. I'm blaming the owner. So put it in, put your emergency brake on. I don't blame That's the dog. The I think the dog was, he woke up that morning. He wanted to go for a little drive. Dog day out. He's, just, he's tired of swimming those Labradors. <laughs> You're going to have these driving Labradors. Anyway. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna dive into a, a year in review, man. I can't believe with you, you guys uh, have been uh, amazing over the past year. We actually started the year, uh, show number 136. We actually started the year with a shortage of mechanic issues. Uh, all the way to what is 183 some odd shows. Uh, so stay tuned. We are going to highlight uh, some of those shows. We got some sound bites. And if you want to text us, 480-655-8870. Show us some love. And uh, maybe give us your ideas for next year. We'd love to hear those ideas. Ranch Nation, next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, hanging out with you guys. Get on to WrenchNation.tv. Uh, if you have not entered your email, enter your email because we got a pretty cool weekly newsletter. And of course, always, uh, and a lot of you listen to the show casually, you know, for our you know, guest topics and so on. Man, oh man, if you have a problem with your car, uh, an hour goes by quick and a lot of you aren't able to call in. Know that on Wrench Nation Facebook, uh, as well as through the email portal, wrenchnation.tv. Uh, we welcome you guys to get on there. We'd also like to thank uh, friends of the show, Parts Authority, uh, auto parts superstores across the country, partsauthority.com for all of your original equipment parts. You know, we've had we've had a very, very fascinating year. Uh, and in fact, um, I would compare uh, from the year prior, it seems like we had the Matt Farahs of the smoking tire on. Uh, we had our land speed record holder, Samuel Hawley, um, you know, uh, talking about Craig Breedlove and the spirit of America. If you guys go back to the beginning of the year, it was it was tremendous for us because we were really grateful to be able to pull a lot of these people. It's not an easy acquisition. Right. I mean, we're, let's just face it, people. Can we say we're not we're not NPR's car talk, although maybe someday we're working there. Like we are, it's Susie and I, and we have folks helping us in the background. But so no matter what we review by way of what we are saying is popular download-wise, remember, WrenchNation.tv, you can get on there. We started the year, and I thought it was fitting, about the shortage of mechanics. Some of you couldn't care less. Well, we mentioned that the shortage of mechanics has all to do with maybe that's why 
it's taking longer for my vehicle to get repaired. Five years ago, I didn't have this problem. A repair that should have been done today, one day, is now taking a few days. So show number 136, Jennifer Maher, uh, who does uh, an amazing job, CEO, Executive uh, Director with uh, TechForce Foundation, she is running a whole nonprofit in the arena of kind of like what our guy says with skills across the country. Right. Uh, and I can't remember his name, but always talking about skills. Why can't I remember his name? I don't know. All right. Well, he's the he's the guy with a great voice. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember his name. But uh, Jennifer Maher with Tech Force Foundation, um, working together, uh, getting the message out about the need for skills. She came on. That was show number 136. Right. And let me remind you, too, Jennifer Maher, also with all that work that she's doing, she actually was awarded the Woman of the Year Woman in the of Women the of Automotive. Yeah. So, like, where are they now kind of thing. Right. Well, you know, she's done a lot of work with the women in auto care. In fact, we we were honored to receive a, an award, uh, Wrench Nation recognized as a communicator. Communicator. Of the year. Yes. Uh, from, uh, I think it was what, business to consumer. Business to consumer. Jennifer was in house and she got, so my point is, it was a great topic because we brought to light across the field with consumer, hey, did you realize this? There is a shortage. Like you think, okay, there's a shortage of plumbers, maybe other skills, but there's a viable shortage of automotive technicians. And this isn't the automotive technician mechanic of 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Right. Like it is technical driven. And I can't forget Cody Metcalf, who's an automotive oh, instructor. Yeah. He's a rock star. Cody, Cody Metcalf was a uh, technician uh, with BMW doing really well. Mm-hmm. And he has such a passion for teaching. You got to remember a lot of these teachers, it's a sacrifice. Let's face it. Like they could make more money wrenching at a dealer. Right. And they've stepped out of that and they really are passionate about. So that was uh, our very first show of the year. Back in January, it was show number 136. Right. And thinking of short of a mechanics, you know, that includes women in mechanics. And, you know, so Automotive, our ladies yeah. out there start looking for some of those scholarships. You guys don't understand when I say guys, you ladies. And I'm not taking anything away from the Absolutely from our, our young brothers. <laughs> but ladies, there are an abundance of opportunity with scholarships right now because there's, there's this promotion of right. all. I mean, I, I don't know how to put it, but there's an opportunity for right, and all, out there. but specifically, um, and, and we'll probably in the future bring on more of these folks offering these scholarships. Cause I, I hear a lot of you and I, I use Chloe guys as an example. It, it means a lot to us that we can, we, first off, she has the rudimentary to, to, to succeed. Right. Right. You, I don't care how many no's you've had. Right. If you don't have the bare essentials of what people, what are we talking? A lot of you listening, show up on time, mm-hmm. be respectful, put in a good day's work. Yep. Show up on time, be respectful, put in a good day's work. Like if you don't have those basics, maybe those no's that people are telling you are not necessarily no's, but they're, they're like, well, no, you need to get your act together. Right. Right. And then that'll probably turn into more yeses. So number 136, the shortage of mechanics. Uh, and for those of you moms and dads out there, uncles, grandfathers, grandmothers, whatever, on all stations that we air on, including our podcast, I invite you to get on there because that was a ton of resource uh, to help those that may be seeking out scholarships. Yeah. Uh, January is another, another big deal happening in January. Susie? Yeah. You know what? January, that was when we were invited to Barrett Jackson, the classic uh, car 
um, auction, right? Oh my goodness, Auto Week. Yeah, and so we were invited out there as media, so we did some, you know, we, we did interviews some remote, out there. Yeah. Well, we had Craig Jackson on the yes, show. Yes, we did. And I thought, you guys listening, like, you know, you see things like on TV, and but Craig Jackson was such a down-to-earth. He was. And what always stuck with me is that Craig Jackson, a lot of you listening, oh, Craig Jackson, that guy's like, you know, he's got this big empire. But he started... Humbly. Yes, I mean, he did. The man mopped floors right. and worked his way up uh, in the family business kind of thing. And of course, he did many things uh, for the collector car auction industry. One of those things was by way of televising these auctions. A lot of you don't, a lot of you watch that now, but for a while, that was an industry standard. So, show number 3137. And yes, yeah, Susie, also, that was pretty cool. To it was there. cool. Yeah. And uh, that was my first time out there, and it was just super exciting. And we also had Fireball um, Tim yeah. out there, right? We and, did. Um, Ken, Ken Vela, Vela mm-hmm. Wicked, Wicked Customs, of course. Uh, they were, you know, you guys listening, Ken Vela does an amazing job sort of restoring a lot of these cars, uh, Southern California. And then Fireball Tim, uh, his name is behind a multitude of, uh, film works, movies, uh, Jurassic Park, and many others. Batman. Uh, behind the design of the vehicles yeah. that you see. So they were kind enough. They came out. We hung out. We did interviews. Yep. And it was just a blast. Of course, that's coming up in January. It we is. May, we may have some surprises. Bree, I want you to get the tape ready, but let me set it up first. Uh, one of the sound bites that I wanted to get down for us, and I thought, you know, is also being one of the more downloaded shows, was... Bob Redding, as a lobbyist for Automotive Service Association, he does a lot of campaigning. Uh, and if you're not an industry's type, and let's say you're just Joe or Jill consumer driving, understand that there's a lot of moving pieces legislatively to keep the aftermarket, not so much the dealer, but the aftermarket, shops like us, collision shops, on the right side of getting information in a timely fashion so we can fix your car right. Um, Bob Redding came on the show and uh, this was a hot topic. You know, we talked about some of what could have been looked at as hyped up news and fake news. And that was vehicle cyber security. You yeah. guys have seen some of those reports. Let's hit the tape. Bob talks about the most critical aspect of repairing vehicles, especially after a collision. Shoot. The scan, a deep dive into the data, allows that mechanical or collision repair to determine What's really going on with the car? Things that we don't see. And, and, and candidly, uh, a great fear for anyone's had a family member in an accident is, will the airbag, is there a problem with the airbag? Is this something I'm not seeing? But scanning that vehicle will provide a lot of information. It's just one more avenue to help protect the vehicle owner. That's right, especially as collisions, guys, right? And again, uh, Bob Redding, uh, president of Redding Firm, legislative consultant, uh, advocate on Capitol Hill, working for the Automotive uh, Industry Automotive Service Association. If you guys have to deal with a body shop, and I know we've got, uh, is it Orlando's? Orlando's, uh, who are friends of uh, uh, 88.7 The Pulse and here in the East Valley. Orlando's will tell you, man, you got to scan information before it's fixed and after. How many mm-hmm. would you understand that, okay, I got my car done out of the collision shop, and then, oh, man, it was it's doing this new thing now. It wasn't doing before. Maybe there was some missed information about a pre-scan and a post-scan. So I want you to realize that if you are taking your car in, even if it's not in a collision, even if it's a check engine light, the proper information that that technician is gathering is going to help with the repair process. That is key. I also want to share, this is a portion of these uh, 
Consumer Guide, we talk about cybersecurity. I'm going to tell you guys right now in the next three years, you need to pay attention to this. I'm not trying to tell you this guy is the fall, falling. And a lot of you guys are driving older cars. You couldn't care less, and that's cool. But if you're driving a newer vehicle, that is a rolling data box. That vehicle is collecting data. It's collecting different type of information about your driving activity. It is collecting this information. Is this information private? Do you have the right to your privacy? Yeah, it's you talked be, about that a lot. Well, it's going to be talked about more. And, and I'm not trying to scandalize this, but I just want you guys moving forward to understand there's something you can do. The common types of collected data is the typical black box, event data recorder. Right. Onboard diagnostic information. Mechanic goes in, he's got to hook up to a port, OBD2 port, and he's got to, he's got to look at data. You're also getting GPS information. There's in-cab. There's all kinds of stuff. So here's a tip. When you buy a new car, you need to find out what of this data am I private? Where am I going to possibly be violated privacy-wise? Right. Now, I got a I got a caveat question to that. So I remember one time renting a car and, you know, I didn't have those features in my own car. So I plugged into the Bluetooth and I set my phone up and, you know, that's a that's this is a good example. Your Did contacts, I just release my data? You you have to understand something, guys. As this this information starts to get more complicated, by way of what we want behind the steering wheel, connected cars. I want to communicate with your car, so I know that a mile away, there's an accident. Your car just told me that, oh. and then we add GPS. So the connected car that's a ways away. But I want you guys to start thinking if you're buying a 2018 2019 vehicle. Moving forward, what is the privacy standards? What is the dealer going to tell me? And I want you guys to go to a website, automotiveprivacy.com. Again, we're not trying to do all this uh, conspiracy. Your car is going to get kidnapped and hijacked, but it's a different ballgame, people. If you thought that you were just driving four wheels, I love my car. That's cool. It is a rolling box of data. So we're going to talk more about that next year. We're going to have... More guests. I'm trying to dial in some guests from NHTSA, which is our NHTSA, the government arm. Uh, we talk about NHTSA all the time. So just have that conversation, right? What are the privacy principles behind this vehicle when I buy it? Now, the car salesman's probably going to look at you funny. He's probably not going <laughs> right. to know. You may have to go to a manager and say, listen, I just want to know what's the transparency? What's the consent on this sensitive data? Are you using this? Because right now, people, there aren't any laws. Oh, so it's Just, open field. It is open field. Yeah. And the government, well, we've been sidetracked. Let's face it. Whatever sideline you're on, whatever side you're on, the government's, to, you know, we're moving slowly, right? So what are, we're best practices, right? So just know about that. Ask those questions. Uh, we're going to set up our next uh, show, and, and this speaks to how we like to travel internationally with you people. Now, I'm going to preface this. this uh, right. You said the show was May 25th. I don't know what happened that day, but I don't think I was on the show that day. I think I was at the shop. Uh, I think so. You yeah. Missed, yeah. Something happened, and I wasn't part of that show. Well, you're here now. I'm here. Just watch your data. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we were honored to have uh, a gal from Palestine. It wasn't easy getting her on the show. In fact, uh, we taped the show, right? Because at 4 o'clock live, these people, it's 2 in the morning, whatnot, oh, yeah. in the Middle East. 
I had to go after Noor Daoud, Palestinian female drift racer, breaking all the rules in the Middle East. And I've got to set this up. Gender equality in the Middle East, you guys know, has been a critical issue for years. Sure. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the women who have faced these uh, sort of abundant challenges, there are also a few of them that uh, are going to say like Noor Daoud, you know what? Screw you. That's I'm going right. to drift race. So let's hit Noor Daoud. She talks about uh, her motivation and her advice to the young ladies who are getting started. Hit it. Here you are in Budapest. What is your feeling behind the wheel? Uh, that was like something that cannot even explain it, but I felt so happy. Even I teared when I was behind that wheel. I couldn't believe I'm in one of the best cities in the world. I want the best drivers in the world. What would you tell a young gal who wants to do it but is told no? What would what advice what, what advice would you give her? Okay, so listen, I I would have to respect everyone's, you know, like especially the family, the parents. I have to I will understand them because this is a very highly uh dangerous sport. You know, it's risky, it's not we cannot say that it's 100% safe. Sure, you have safety, but it's not 100%. Um, you know, it's a dangerous sport. But as for me, I believe that anyone, anyone wants to do something they love. They just go have to fight for it and want it so bad from the inside and nothing could stop them. That's it. I mean, we've heard a lot of folks come on the show, Noor Daoud being one of them. Um, Aurora Strauss, our Harvard uh, student, who's uh, a racer behind the wheel. Right. And they all said the same thing. It's like you hear a little bit about, well, find your support group. But at the end of the day, no, man, you got to be lonely with your own drive. Yeah. Period. And yeah. this is a woman that was in Palestine, man. Like right. Palestine. The odds were against her. She ended up, uh, so you guys know, she ended up taking top 10 positions at many of the Middle Eastern drift events, including uh, Red Bull Car Park Drift. We'll bring Noor back on the show. And to give you an update, uh, Noor Daoud is actually teaching others to get behind the wheel of a drift racer, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, uh, again, you can catch that. That was show number 155. Uh, that was back in uh, May, mid-May. I want you guys to stay tuned. We got uh, more snippets of our journey. <laughs> How about we take you back in time to the DeLorean story? Ooh, that'll be a good How one. How about an employee from the DeLorean company? Nice. DeLorean. We're going to come back. We're going to continue taking our journey. You're in review right here, Ranch Nation. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. 
Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Uh, Frank and Susie hanging out with you guys. Uh, RanchNation.tv. Get on over there. Uh, we invite you. And, of course, catch your uh, favorite podcast player, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, whatever's your soup du jour, and catch the uh, Ranch Nation podcast. We appreciate you guys. Big shout-out to uh, 88.7 uh, Saturday listeners, KFNX. You guys have been with us uh, for quite some time. And our Neon 90.7 listeners, you guys rock. You know, you've heard, you've heard. Or maybe better yet, you've seen Marty McFly, Susie. Oh my gosh. The, With yeah, the DeLorean, back to the, back to the Future, everybody, no matter how yeah. old, young, you know the story, the Back to the Future, the DeLorean. You don't need goings. no roads where we're going. That's it. <laughs> um, and so uh, during the time, uh, this was back in June, latter part of June, the movie was released about uh, the story of uh, Nick Sutton. Uh, excuse me, of DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And so we were just, I don't think we timed it that way, but we were always on the hunt to get the DeLorean story and maybe right. talk to someone. And what well, we did, and we had author Nick Sutton, who actually wrote the book, The DeLorean Story, The Car, The People, The Scandal. What made Nick pretty awesome, um, his role was to coordinate design releases and supply via Lotus, right? Okay. Lotus Cars and DeLorean, obviously they had agreed to develop uh, the DeLorean uh, under John DeLorean and Colin Chapman, who was chairman of uh, Lotus Car. So Nick Sutton actually joined us for this show from Chicago before attending that Midwest premiere at the time of the documentary movie framing John DeLorean. Now, many of you know the story, the highs and lows and the literal highs. I mean, there was cocaine involved in the DeLorean story, (laughs) but... Nick Sutton narrowed down the actual reason. There were many events leading up to sort of a restructuring, but the final plug to saying, DeLorean, you got to go. Right. Nick Sutton revealed what that major ending was and how it came about. Let's hit the tape. After the money was granted about a year later, the conservatives, the right-wing people, got in with Margaret Thatcher and she had a different view altogether with regard to supporting industry. So her view was, well, we don't have to support industry. We don't have to support John DeLorean or anybody else. She didn't take a socialist viewpoint. Is that what you're saying? Sort of, yeah? Absolutely. Okay, understood, yeah, yeah. So uh, the there were members of parliament that wanted it to continue uh, and give it their support because of the problems in Northern Ireland on the on the uh, terrorist front. So, what, but Mrs. Thatcher was the leading figure there, and she didn't like uh, the idea of it. And the way that John had spoken to some of the senior people within the government um, didn't uh, favor him with them at all. That's the story. I mean, um, there was a restructuring. You know, they, they, they didn't manage money. There was a sort of uh, John DeLorean did, you know, he had, he's like almost, we said all Elon Musk. Yeah. We're going to have 50,000 of these vehicles made by the end. I mean, he had some grandiose plans and not so much. Now, and wasn't John DeLorean though, like a, a high executive at GM? He was. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he had a storied background. Some would say, whoa, we think he's making a mistake leaving what was uh, a storied uh, career. Uh, over at, uh, you know, GM, but he, he had a vision to ultimately connect yeah. uh, with uh, Lotus and produce these cars. And like many 
things as entrepreneurs. We can all, I mean, you guys out there, I don't care if you're basket weaving or you fix cars (laughs) for a living. You have a vision, but it can all fall apart if you're not careful. And ultimately, the dagger that sealed the deal, because originally, remember, this company was, uh, hey, we welcome this because Ireland was going through a a tumultuous time uh, during that era. And here's a company that could bring jobs. And that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. But no. Politically done deal weren't going to have it and so you know that that uh that pretty much uh ended it and of course nick sutton uh if you guys want to catch the book uh the delorean story the car the people the scandal uh wrote a wonderful book and we were honored to have him uh shed some light as employee i think it was employee number 13 and he married he married like employee number 22 oh, his wife yeah 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 his wife they you know that's right, they met, that's right. and i was like oh okay that's uh pretty different but it happened yeah. that's like an i mean so if there's anybody that knows about delorean mr <laughs> nick sutton so uh, that was a pretty pretty incredible show um we had springtime did you remember didn't we do something no i'm sorry that was up in fountain hills we did a big show with peter volney yeah concourse in the hills which was awesome we mm-hmm. raised uh peter volney does an amazing job for the yeah pch the phoenix children's hospital raising a lot of money yeah and that'll be coming up and in fact i will tell you we're going to have Peter Volney uh, back on. And uh, towards the end of the show, I'll announce a very special guest that will be coming on uh, with Peter Volney. But we'll be doing that again. And, you know, we tell you guys all the time, like, here we are hanging out with you in the studio, car talking, you know, visiting all kinds of eclectic and interesting folks in the automotive industry. But, man, if, again, come to the garage or come at some of these events that we're at. We're yeah. Just, and we got Auto Week coming. Mm-hmm. So we're hopeful to see out there. Good Guys Auto Show. We've done yep. that, which is really cool to see some incredible builds. And uh, speaking of which, John Diagostino. Oh, yeah. Renowned. The guy's world renowned. We had him on the show to talk about, and it was pretty stunning. He was talking about these builds. Yes. He takes a $200,000 <laughs> build, somewhat already done, and he makes it better. Right. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, guys listening, I'm like, how do I get the average listener to relate to that? I mean, right. we're buying a ten dollars or $15,000 ride, and we're right. trying to, you know, pop it and make it our own. And here's Diagostino, who yeah. travels. I mean, he's he's Eastern Europe. Very active on Facebook. I see his posts all the time. He's handing trophies. And, of course, if you guys hit out to... Uh, Hollywood, uh, La La Land, the story. He's got the Elvis II Cadillac. Beautiful. Tail fins for yeah. days. He built that ride. So yep. uh, he was he was uh, amazing to head on, have on. Matt Farah of the Smoking Tire. Matt was a, a pretty good interview. Uh, Matt's a well-respected uh, broadcaster, of course, Smoking Tire. Now so kind of transitioning. He still does a lot of work uh, both on YouTube and social media. But, of course, now he has a, a storage facility that he built. Uh, that is earthquake proof mm-hmm. in LA. Destroy your fancy ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, think about it. I mean, yeah. if you here, I am. I'm going to spend. I live in Malibu, right? And I'm going to spend seven million dollars on a beach house, and I got two parking spaces. <laughs> what do I do with my fleet of Ferraris? Right. Well, Matt has figured that out. So we did talk about that. We also talked about some of the YouTube. Uh, Anger, because you know Matt. Matt's been on YouTube for a long time, doing his car reviews. Well respected, uh, very natural, very organic, very straight from the hip, which is really what people want. They don't want no fluff or paid endorsements kind of thing. They want straight from the hip. 
And Matt did talk uh, to a lot of our, our audience that are on YouTube who are starting these channels that, you know, he gave out some advice. So that's show number 139. So we had face value of a great broadcaster, Matt Farrell, a uh, great writer, great journalist, but also touched upon some of the the scaries that can happen on YouTube, man. Yes. YouTube can be a volatile place. It can place. be volatile. You guys know some of your YouTube channel. I mean, we have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. But uh, that's show number 139. Now, we're going to continue traveling. Okay. Where are we going now, Frank? Barwani, India. Ooh, doggy. We actually had our very first princess, princess interview. Yep. Can you believe it? Do you guys remember that show? Show number 160. We highlighted the spectacular automotive artist, Princess Vedita Singh. It's back in July. And she's one of the first automotive artists to represent the beautiful and fascinating and diverse culture of India by way of automobiles. Now, some of you are saying, wait a minute, Frank, I just cannot make that connection to India and car culture. Look at the pictures. Yeah, look at her artwork. Princess Vedita Singh of Burwani uh, represents these stunning works of vehicle art that has been showcased all over the world. And, of course, every guest that we have on, we invite them, come to our garage, just like we do to you guys. (laughs) But any events that they have, we always invite. But her father, um, Rana Mavendra Singh, is a pioneer in the field of automotive restoration. Uh, She grew up around that. And, of course, he's a published uh, automotive historian. He was also the driving force behind the Cartier Concourse d'Elegance. So we asked Princess, where does she get the... In a, the, sort of the creative spirit. The inspiration. The story behind what she's going to draw. Where does she get those stories? How does she initiate that art and creative? Let's hear from uh, Princess Vidita Singh. So I usually select a car which has a little history or a story behind them. And then I imagine where my muse would have traveled or have been parked at or a situation it would have been in. And I have heard some wonderful stories you know, from my father and grandfather about you know, these cars in the jungle or, you know, in a normal village road. And and these stories have sort of shaped my vision of where I want, you know, my car, the car that I'm painting. Yeah, I mean, many of you are artists, many of you are creatives. We're creatives. We love to yeah. create. So and- she kind of just painted the picture. And now knowing that, when you look at her artwork, it's like, got it. Huh? I don't even know how to describe. I mean, it's beautiful artwork. Again, uh Princess Vedita Singh, Instagram. She's all over Instagram. Beautiful artwork, but she, I always like to find out, like Fireball Tim is an artist. You find out what's in the mind of an artist. How do they get started? Because that helps youngsters that may, well, I'm going to give up because I'm I'm flatlining. It's like going to the gym. I'm done. I'm flatlining. I can't get in. I can't lose any more weight. How does a creative continue creating art? Mm -hmm. And in this case, automotive art. And she did draw upon uh, the history uh, of the country and, and but she also started blank and With it a, slowly came yeah 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 she know. was she was a good guest i have a few artists in mind for next year i'm not gonna you're not gonna reveal name. i can't but these are these are big national artists that we're gonna try <laughs> to bring on but again that was a show 160 uh the spectacular automotive art of princess vedita singh you can catch these shows i remind you wrench nation dot tv put your email in we're not selling you anything we're just uh, sharing our 
our history with you over the past year, taking a special journey with you guys and always uh, grateful. I want you to stay tuned. We've got, uh, well, Steve Celine. How many of you guys remember? Show number 167, Steve Celine. You know the name, Ford Mustang, F-150, Steve Celine. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to talk about that show, Wrench Nation. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Uh, Susie and Frank and I with you guys. As we tell you all the time, we want to hear your show ideas. This is family. You may uh, not only have a show idea, but more importantly, you may have a rock star, automotive mechanic, welder, painter, somebody in the collision industry. You want to tell their story. We're open. That's part of the community. And we hope to do more of that next year. Now, how do you convey that to us? Well, Ranch Nation Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gosh, we're all out there. And of course, RanchNation.tv. Put your email. We love to communicate with you there. Susie, it has been a great year. Oh my gosh, yes. It's it's a hard to believe that it's already been a year. Before we get into Steve, Celine, and then ultimately we're going to journey over to uh, Beijing, China. Oh, China. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about uh, Steve, Celine, but give me one of your biggest challenges of the year for the show. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Could you share something with the audience? Yeah, the that, biggest challenge. I mean, what was your growth point for the show? This well, week? the biggest challenge is you putting me on the spot. <laughs> I do that often. <laughs> but that's what the people want. They want the real. Like, I mean, we're not planned. I mean, we'd write a show and have some basic points, but. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge, honestly, is, uh, you know, these these shows are are amazing. The guests are amazing. The content is amazing. And. The thing is, is that I sometimes don't want to don't want to jump in because because the story is so amazing. And I know I should jump in a little bit more. You know what? I, I think you share a sentiment that it's it's hard. Can I share with you guys what Susie's talking about? Really? It's like if you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, you're hanging out, you know, you're vibing, you meet some new people. There's a sort of a different flair there. Like you can jump in and, you know, depending on the. Uh, sort of vibe of the conversation yeah. and the mood. If it's uppity up, everybody jumps in. We get excited with these guests and we're not like, we're learning how to like shut up and let them talk. Right. Right. But we are so excited to hear what they're saying. And so if, if we could say anything about that with you guys <laughs> listening, um, hopefully we get better at that. I think that's, you're saying that that's the my challenge. Growth. Yeah. And I would say mine as well. Like I, I think, um, Let's face it, some of you have been with us, uh, well, since like two years ago, you know, Frank would have to sit on his hands. I'm being brutally honest with you guys because I love to chat it up. And yeah. I think what radio teaches you is how to be a better listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So but I, I tend to want to listen more than I want to talk. And I don't, I shouldn't do that. Well, I think you're doing all right. Oh, thanks, Frank. Anyway, that's, we're being very transparent with our <laughs> yes, audience. We are. Um, I think we have Henry out of Chandler. Come on now. Let's... Uh, Bring Mr. Henry on. We have a few minutes. We're going to try to bring... Mr. Henry, how are you doing, Papa? I'm doing great. First time caller, long time listener. You rock. Here's a really good question for the guys, uh, for everybody in the studio. 
German cars are model numbers, Audi A8, A6, uh, E-Class. Japanese cars are names that are concepts like uh, um, Maxima, Altima, Versa. And American cars are things that are close to us, Mustang, an animal, or, you know, uh, suburban, you know, descriptions of our lifestyles. What do you prefer? Yeah. And go around the table. I will tell you, uh, I prefer lifestyle. Like, I, I find, like, I drive a Ford F-150 King Ranch. Something about Frank and the King Ranch. That's, <laughs> like, that's, I don't want a numbered car. I don't want a car named after the universe. Susie, what do you think? And it's a great question. Go ahead. Yeah, it is a great question. So, I, I'm going to go with lifestyle as well. All and right. not, to, not to copy Frank, but I'm kind of thinking the, you know, because I have an Expedition and a Prius. And so my expedition is going to be when I want to go in a more luxurious with maybe some other couples or other friends. But my Prius is going to be my daily driver because I'm just going to get better gas mileage out of that. But man, I love Henry's question. Yeah, that is a great question. Henry, that's an awesome question, man. And just to add in around the table. I've got many of all of them. I've got an S-Class 500. I've got a Cooper S. I've got a Chrysler 200. Oh, yeah, you do. And I've got uh, two motorcycles, ZZ, CX-11 and K-1200LT. But I, I like the model numbers for the quickness, but no one can ever know what I'm talking about if I say I have an S-500. You're right. Yeah. It's like, what is that, a cold? What, what happened to you? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, my sleep, that's my sleep number. That's it. Well, <laughs> Henry, I appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Um, really thank you. Have an amazing holiday. And uh, come and see us at the garage anytime, partner. You got it. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's just sort of the psychology of names. Yeah, that's and, funny. Now, Bree was going to mention something, Bri, right? Bree, you were going to mention something about names. Oh, well, I was just going to say City of Destiny is Tacoma, and I drive a Toyota Ooh, Tacoma. Oh, look at that. All right, there you I'm go. I'm the oddball out. Yo, well, let's bring back sense. in Echo Wing. Yeah, well, so let's set up, uh, well, first off, Steve Celine, so you guys know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this will relate to Beijing, because we're going to bring Echo Wang. Steve Celine, of course, many of you know. I mean, Steve would stamp his motorsports touch on suspension engine horsepower and he did an amazing job with the Celine Mustang the F-150 the S7 right some would say top 10 supercar in the world he put his name on all that and he great reputation but then he came out with the S1 concept and actually it's happening as we speak and he's manufacturing electric vehicles in China. China yeah so that is certainly a movement forward there's a big transition happening, guys. You right. know, right now, the manufacturers, some would say, wow, manufacturers seem like they're slowing down. Uh-uh, they're not slowing down. They are regrouping for technology via hybrid, electric. This is it. This is it. All these changes that we're seeing, like passenger car, we, we commented on this news earlier in the year, passenger cars, they're not completely going away. But they're slowly coming out. So everybody yeah, wants are. the crossovers. They want the hybrids like the Prius. That's and the, right. Those well-known generations. But so great segue to the next uh, The next guest, guest we, right? went, we wanted to know. Like, we heard all this news about China and, you know, China's electric car market. And so we were honored to have Echo Huang on. Okay, was, I'm going to uh, correct you. Oh, it's actually Wong. I always goof up I names. know you do. I, you know, I can't. Echo. I'm sorry, Echo. Just remember my last name. Her first name is cool, though. That's not Chinese, Echo. Echo's not. No, what, it's not. What, what? That's a broadcast name, Echo <laughs> Wong. Wong. All right, so we had to ask, uh, in relationship to the soaring growth of electric vehicles in China, this was back in July, and of course it slowed down a bit, uh, we asked 
Echo. Which brands do the Chinese elite favor, and why has the EV market slowed down in China? Go ahead and hit it. Many people, even I was like at a car show, um, Shanghai car show um, in April. Um, that's still something that people look up to. Like when you ask people what brands they trust, not necessarily an American brand, but like foreign brands. Oh my gosh! Of course, they always talk about ABB, which stands for Audi, Mercedes Benz, and uh, BMW. So that's kind of something that they looked up for, and you see a lot of those cars on the street in China. And I would say before the electric car market is fully ready,、um, people still look up to foreign brands. Why? Why has the EV market just slightly corrected、uh, as of the last few weeks?、Um, I think that you know、uh, there are multiple factors to that,、um, and part of the reason is really that the government, for years, the government has tried to you know sort of like use subsidies to help the market、um, to push, basically giving giving money. To the car makers to help them sell electric vehicles, but then China is pivoting away from that strategy, meaning taking money, taking money out of the car car makers,、um, you know, and and that kind of just、um, panic everyone.、Um, without subsidies, what would an electric vehicle market look like?、Um, does people buy an electric vehicle because it's cheaper than fossil fuels, or because? They really believe in the technology and sort of like、uh, the environment benefits that come with it. So China is at this really chaotic transition stage right now.、Um, meanwhile,、uh, the government—we already know multiple city government has sort of set up set up goals to phase out fossil fuel cars, and that sort of like leaves people in a very unstable and you know not going anywhere sort of like mindset、um, that. Kind of throw the、um, auto market into、um, chaos. Well, I mean, she said the government is not giving those incentives. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that the average person, whether they're Chinese or American, doesn't want to help the environment. But if you've got an incentive from the government, right, and that's pulled away, that could slow down the market. And then non-electrical vehicles. I think、uh, she was saying that it was going to be like a lottery or something, or it was going to be very expensive to own non-electrical vehicles. It'll be interesting to see、uh, the play on、yeah. electric vehicles. I can tell you from a technology point in the service bays,、uh, we invested in a piece of equipment.、Uh, I don't know about a year ago. It was fifteen thousand、uh, dollars. Some of you go into AutoZone. I'm not knocking AutoZone to do a free code pull. Well, we have a fifteen thousand dollar piece of equipment to actually look at data, so be careful and to be able to communicate. And so, what I'm saying is, technology is moving fast in、yep. the service space, and it'd be interesting. We're gonna have more of these topics. I want to take you guys further into the service space, so you can actually get into what is really happening with the modern day mechanic and how it relates to. Well, let's face it, laptop tune-ups. Oh yeah, smartphone updates. Your car has updates as well. So. Uh, we only have a few minutes, and there's so many shows out there. And boy, this little hour show, we we could have easily highlighted. We want to thank you guys because、um, you you brought to light by communicating with us. You know how we can grow with you. Some of the shows that you'd like to to hear more of, and we got a lot of your feedback via Wrench Nation Facebook and and the email. And if you if you're not part of our little mechanical tribe, man, join us.、Uh, again, we're not spamming you. We're not. Selling you anything? We're just—it's a weekly newsletter. WrenchNation.tv. Put your email, and we have a slew of shows. And I will tell you for January what I know that I can share with you. 
Uh, we are, of course, going to have Peter Volney back on from Concourse in the Hills. That's here in Fountain Hills, Arizona. He does an amazing job. I mean, we had uh, uh, a ton of uh, race car drivers in studio uh, and, and at, uh, at the site there, Concourse in the Hill. Oh, yeah. Uh, interviewing uh, Ari Londyke, the Flying Dutchman, and uh, Lynn St. Lynn James. Lynn St. James. So uh, we're going to have Derek Daly, Formula One uh, racer, who's an ESPN broadcaster. He's going to be in. Uh, that's uh, January 8th. Uh, Mitch Schneider, for all my technicians, automotive technicians, Mitch Schneider's an authority uh, in the automotive industry. Of course, he's retired. He's the author of the book, Misfire. He's going to be on the show. And then uh, CEO, president of Envision Solar. We getting solar on cars? Desmond Weedley. So just in the month of January, uh, we've got some great topics. So as I tell you people every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Happy holidays.